0: Hey there, podcast listeners, welcome to a new episode of Field Days, an award-winning podcast about news and hot topics related to the Michigan Department of Corrections. Here are your almost witty hosts, Chris Gouts and Greg Straub.
1: Hello and welcome to a new episode of Field Days podcast. I'm Greg Straub, joined as always by the department spokesperson, Chris Gouts. Chris, we have some guests on today that come from Michigan State Industries, MSI, better known as MSI. And I'm excited to, you know, kind of talk about what, what they do, what their role is in the department. You know, they've been making some some big gains in the products that they're they're offering and teaching some prisoners some really good skills. You know, and I, I'm excited to kind of talk more about MSI and explain to everyone out there who may not know what they do or how they do it, you know, in a little more detail. And I'm excited to have on Chad Guthrie and, and, and Chris Camrada from MSI. So why don't you guys explain kind of what you do, how long you've been with the department, and kind of what MSI is.
0: Sure, Greg. First of all, let me say thanks for having us. Uh, we've asked for quite a while to be on the podcast, and we finally got a dream come true. It's Chris's fault, by the way. <laughs> we appreciate I've it. been
1: trying to get you guys on forever, and Chris is, you know, <laughs> he's, he's, he's the booking guy. guy. I'm Greg. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh,
0: MSI has been around since 1969. Uh, we've been part of the legislation with the department since then. We're a, we're a division of the department that is charged with employing the prisoner workforce to give them job skills, to give them skill sets to get back on the streets to find employment. So uh, that's our major mission, uh, and we do that by producing goods and services. For not only Department of Corrections, as well as other state agencies.
1: Chad,
2: uh, I'm Chad Guthrie. I've I've been with the department a little over 20 years. Started as an officer in Jackson. (coughs) Took a job with MSI about four years ago. It's a great move for me. I'm I'm super happy to be here. And uh, like Chris, this is probably the time of my life being on the podcast.
1: You're the first and last person to ever say that, Chad. But we but we do appreciate (laughs) it. So let's kind of get into and discuss some things about MSI. You know, MSI. Gives, it does. It gives prisoners some skills they may not have before they come to prison, so they leave better off than when they came to us. We sit in Chris's office, and there's a million things in here that you guys have made. There's there's birdhouses. There's there's a cool Michigan wooden cutout over there. I mean, there's tons of things in here that I don't think the average person who comes in here would even realize that a prisoner made that. So, can you talk about some of the things that you are making at MSI and kind of the you know the interesting things that you guys can do?
2: Sure. MSI has got 13 operations and 10 locations scattered all over the state. And everyone uh, for, that works for the department pretty much knows we make officer uniforms and license plates. But it's the other things that we do that uh, folks don't <coughs> realize that we do. You mentioned acrylic awards and, and plaques and cutting boards. and I mean, we make so many thousands yeah. of items, and that's that's kind of what's neat about MSI. We The scope of the things we do and the experiences we give prisoners are things that they probably... May not have necessarily had before they came to prison, but you know, most of our guys—they're—they're they're going home. They're going to be someone's neighbor at some point, and uh, they're going to need those skills to succeed when they get out.
1: Yeah, no, I think it's—I think it's great to underscore that. And in, in, you, you know, you, you said it like everybody knows, but they may not know that prisoners make every license plate in the state of Michigan. Every single There's one. There's a license plate factory in Adrian, right? Yep, it's in Adrian. And uh, I—I've been down there. It's a—it's really an awesome place. It's super clean, number one, which is amazing. Um, when you walk in there, it's just spotless. You know, there's just millions and millions of, of license plates going on in there. And it's cool. I, I don't know if everybody realizes that prisoners make every single license plate that's on every car or motorcycle, right?
2: That's right. If you see one on, on a vehicle, we made it, no doubt about it. And we make some pretty special plates there. I mean, we don't just do uh, plates for the, se- for the Secretary of State. We have a fundraising plate program there. So area high schools that want their want their logos on a plate, we make those there some of the things they do there it's a really neat operation
1: so chris can you talk a little bit about you know chad talked about some of the things that you guys are making can you talk about you know like the new school bag reflectors and everything else you have going on
0: yeah actually i'll let chad feel that because that was his his brainstorm so
1: i was sitting at home watching the news
2: a couple months ago and saw a report of two kids that had had been hit by vehicles waiting for the bus and that sparked me to to make a call to our factory in the up because we make all of the uh, safety apparel for the MDOT workers there, all those orange vests that you see guys wearing on the road with the reflective stripes. And uh, I just thought, man, we, we have the opportunity here to make something quickly and easily that, out, out of things we already have for kids to help keep them safe. And so I, I called up to the, to the UP that night, and they worked on, uh, they made us a whole bunch of options for kids to put on their backpack or clip to their coat zipper that are highly reflective. So they're standing out, waiting for the bus in the dark. In the winter months around here, they can they'll be
1: seen, hopefully. No, that's that's great. And how how would schools or, or children or families go about getting those?
2: Those are they're on the front page of our on our homepage of our website. It's super easy to just hop on michigan.gov/msi, okay. and you can see them right there.
1: Okay, so you know, speaking of speaking of purchasing, Chris, can can MDOC employees purchase anything from MSI?
0: They can. Right now, there's uh, employee clubs that uh, have the ability to purchase because of legislation limits our audience or our customers to uh, state agencies, government agencies, and 501c3 organizations. But many of the employee benefit clubs or employee clubs within the facilities have the ability to order directly from MSI as well as the Epic Club here at Gravia Plaza.
3: Yeah I think that's really because th- that's only been recently right I think for, for a long time people Saw all these amazing things, but they they weren't able to get them. And I think right. I wonder if you've seen a big spike in sales because now finally MDOC employees can actually buy the really cool stuff that you guys have been making. We have had
0: an uptick. Uh, there are some uh, some other organizations buying those as well. But yeah, the the, the department employees really like the Christmas activities uh, that the uh, Epic Epic team promotes, and we do do sell some things there. So.
1: That's a good question, Chris. What what is your biggest seller?
0: Our cash cow is license plates. You mentioned license plates earlier. We do 14,000 license plates a day out of Adrian, four days a week. Um, But that's obviously our biggest seller. But our biggest seller in the engraving, so to speak, Mm -hmm. is probably the cutting boards and and the Lazy Susans.
3: You know, you you saved uh a... saved me this, this year because that was my wife's uh, birthday present and uh, <laughs> got the kids uh, image put on there and it, we don't, we'll never use it to cut anything on but it, but it's a great conversation sure. piece and it's a great display piece in our kitchen now so yeah that, that's it's amazing what they can do with those laser cutter, I assume it's a laser cutter yep. of some kind and yep. they can take any picture that you give them and they can put it on there and engrave it into the wood and it looks looks uh, phenomenal so yeah I think I'm, I'm sure that our employees are really happy that they, they can finally see those but I, I guess you know one of the things that sometimes we hear about state industries whether it's in Michigan or just in Nationally, is to the issue of how much the prisoners are paid and, and how much we, we put out. I guess if you happen to know, uh, I mean how many prisoners do you employ uh, in a year and how much are we paying out in, in salaries?
0: Well, we right now, when we're downsized as small as we've ever been, we're still employing about 550 a month anywhere from 600 to 700 on an annual basis. Our average wage rate for employees is about 63 cents an hour. And right now our prisoner payroll is somewhere in the 550000 range on an annual basis.
3: And, and for people who, who hear that and think, well, well, how can you only pay somebody $0.60? You know, can you explain like, wh- why that is and, and some of the reasons for that? But
0: well, we have a five-pay pay scale, five-range pay scale, and the average is 63 Some of the prisoners more skilled make upwards of 90 a or $1.10, whereas the incoming rate, I think, is around $0.35, 35 cents. Cents an hour. That's a pay scale set by industries um, based on the uh, uh, information from education What other prisoners are being paid as well around the state, around the nation.
3: That's good. And I think overall, whether it's MSI or just other (coughs) prison jobs, I mean, the the state pays about $10 million in in prisoner wages all throughout the department. So I think that that's a good component of it. But it's not just about... What they get paid here while they're while they're doing this, but because they're learning hard skills, but they're also learning soft skills, right? I mean, they're learning things that they can take out with them, and, and that's the whole point of this, right?
2: Right. The soft skills are are probably the most important thing that we that we help prisoners with. You imagine a lot of these guys never had a, a job before they came to prison, or uh, or a boss, or learned how to work with other people, or had uh, you know had the responsibility of showing up to work on time. Things that. That a lot of us take for granted you know and and those are important skills to have when you get out not to mention being part of a manufacturing process right um, we all know these guys that work at the license plate factory for example aren't going to get out and make license plates but they are they are being exposed to a manufacturing process that helps them understand how other manufacturing processes work so
0: that's key that's a true that's a component that's unique when, when prisoners walk across the yard and they come in and they clock in the state industries into one of our factories, we make it as close to life as possible for them. These guys walk in, they clock in, they get their job assignments, they pull their tools, they walk around with uh, lots of things in their pockets and, and available to them that would be very dangerous inside any other building in that institution. And they learn how to work as a team, co- cooperate with their co-workers, be a lead worker. And, and be accountable for the work that they produce. Uh, so it's a real life, as close to real life as possible. Uh, now, obviously, every now and then they've got to stand in line and get counted and have chow delivered to them. You can't go out to McDonald's for lunch. but uh, uh, And our, our factory superintendents uh, do a great job of, of making that available to each each prisoner that works for us. You know, they go through an interview process. They're screened. Uh, there's a select, you know, there's a, a few select individuals that work for industries. You know, if you think about it, 500, 700 out of the number of prisoners we could pick from. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is it is somewhat of a privilege to work there.
3: Yeah, and, and when you talk about some of your factory same I mean, I, I deal probably most with, with uh, Will Rondo down at, at Adrian, yes. and, and he, he talked about that too, uh, the soft skills, and, and that really impressed upon me whenever he would talk about that, the fact that most of the guys that he gets They've never filled out an application before. They don't have a resume because they've never had job experience. They've never even worked at McDonald's before. They were getting into crimes when they were a teen, or they just didn't have a job. And then, then they come here, and then they have nothing to fill out. And so this is literally the first job experience that they have. But they they walk out. They know how to work a line. They know how to, they know the importance of if I don't do my job, everybody else down the line can't do theirs. And well, it's almost it's the same, you
1: know, sometimes sometimes. We somebody believing in them that
3: they could actually do something right it will go a long way to be given a chance yeah Yeah. it really definitely helps And And,
0: and to that extent one of the things we're working on within industries as well as trying to partner with education is develop more nationally recognized certifications right now we have two certification programs our optical plant produces an abo program and our janitorial plant produces a high lift program so both of those are nationally recognized certifications one of the things we've got going on this year in april we're taking a couple of people from education with us to our national conference so they could be exposed to other states and what they're doing in terms of developing uh, certified programs within the industries so we can connect the two.
3: And I think one of the other important things that, that I've seen go on and do is this kind of culture change that you're trying to promote. And I think part of that is probably some of these amazing signs that I've seen up at, at all the facilities and the inspirational posters yeah. and the words and then all the these signs. I, I wonder, I'm assuming that's part of it, but I wonder if you could talk about what the significance of, of that is
0: well as with any good organization the value is within the people you, that works for the organization and we have some great people within state industries so what we're doing in state industries is we're pushing our accountability and responsibility as far down the line as we can we want people that leave leave from work each day feeling that they have accomplished something positive for not themselves but for somebody else it's not what can I do for me today. It's what can I do for somebody else today to make their job easier. So we're we're really pushing a cultural change to empower our people to make good decisions on their own, and that's reflected in, a, in some of the positive things we're getting coming out of industries today.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's well said. I mean, it, that's exactly what any organization should be doing, and it's very well said. But you know, speaking of speaking of signs, Chris, I, I swear I just saw an MSI sign, a logo with a very important person standing by it. When was that? How did that happen?
0: Uh, That was wonderful. We had, with the the governor's tour of the of the Grandview Plaza, she stopped by the MSI section, and uh, outside my door is a is a whiteboard which has our logo and our mission statement on it. And our mission statement is building bridges to success, and uh, that just happened to be one of the phrases that uh, the governor used in her campaign. She saw that and came right over and said, "I got to have my picture with this." And we took an opportunity of that. We or made an opportunity of that. We put that picture on a uh, postcard and sent that over to her as a thank you note.
1: So. Well, I think it went DOC viral, too, didn't it, Chris? I mean, it was quite, Yeah, it was
3: really cool to see. She really <laughs> lit up when she saw that picture yeah. she did, or that sign and she wanted to get a picture with it. That was, that was very cool. That was one of our probably most popular pictures yeah, uh, that, that, was sure. taken, that was
0: taken that
3: day.
1: Yeah, very cool. Well,
0: it's a sign of times to come.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we, we've talked about kind of what MSI can offer and kind of what what they do in a lot of different facilities across the state. And I'm sure you've had... Thousands and thousands of prisoners, part of this, and, and now we're out. And so you got to have some success stories. Chris and I love stories. So give us a give us a good story of somebody that you know, has went through the program and has left better off than when they came in.
0: Well, probably the most recent one I can re- could think of is uh, the individual from Detroit who is working in Detroit now from our I class factory. This individual not only graduated from our optical program with the certification. But he went out to back to his home community in Detroit and opened up his own business where he's employing his parts of his family as well. So we've had several graduate from the program and work at Myers and, and other optical places around the state, but he's the first individual to actually create his own business program. So, so we, we're very popular, but very proud of that.
2: And we get calls fairly often from ex prisoners or ex employees of MSI who are, are applying for jobs outside. need a reference or they're applying for they're trying to buy a house and they need you know their employment history for the bank so guys are are all the time looking calling back to us looking for you know a reference to so they can move on in their lives outside.
0: Actually recently within the past year we had an inmate call and used his income from industries to support part of his loan application process.
1: Well we actually had that program on the podcast previously, the the eyeglass, the optical. Yeah, so people want to
3: they want to listen to that. They can certainly go back and, and, yeah. and check out that. We can put that in the email for people if they want to go back and listen to that. The the awesome instructors there. that, yeah. that, that, that they're part of that program. Uh, they were real, a lot of fun to talk. And to. And they you. were passionate
1: about helping people and, and oh, giving people skills. So, yeah, yeah and that's great. You guys bring that up because they they have actually been on the podcast and did an awesome job.
3: Well, one of the stories that I guess I teased uh, last week, you almost oh, yeah. Yeah. You got me to spill out right. was was what I wanted to mention was that you know when I started here about four four and a half years ago or so, somebody came up to me who's not here anymore who was kind of negative about MSI, and they're like, all you need to know about them is that they never make a profit, they're always in the red. there's kind of that thing over there, and I was like, this seems really negative. What I know about MSI is really positive, like they make all these amazing things, and then I ran into you just recently and you were telling me that you guys are now in the black, you guys have really been working hard, and you've reversed that cycle, so I wonder if you could talk about that, and you guys are going to finish the year in a, in a positive way.
0: There was a political storm back in 2006 that basically created a bad situation for industries uh, in terms of our ability to sell to outside entities. Um, So we ran into a situation where our administrative cost was a lot higher than it needed to be over the course of the next decade. We finally have been able to right size and and correct that, so now our administrative cost is appropriate based on our expenses, or based on our size of of the organization. So for years and years and years, we've had to borrow funds at the end of the year to close the books with what they call a zero balance. You can't have a negative position on on the financial registers. So because we're an internal service fund, we could borrow from other internal service funds. 2018 is the first year in the last 14 years in which industries will not have to borrow funds to close their books. In fact, we closed our books with a positive $609,000. Uh, in the re- in the coffers so we're moving in the right direction and that's that's occurred over a number of years not just this this past year so
3: and that's amazing, and I, I don't know, because I am definitely should not be a numbers person, but I, I, I assume, or at least I hope, that that's money that you can then use to, to reinvest, or you can use, do other things with it and build the program more. Is that kind For, of the idea?
0: Correct, yes. We've, we've downsized to as small as we need to be. Now we need to grow and expand our operations as long as we do it in the right way, utilizing any surplus to put back to the industries in terms of equipment and things like that. Uh, the other things we've done is we've, we've taken a look at a lot of our pricing and our pricing structure, and, and made them more competitive with the market, realizing that you know, not only is our job uh, employ prisoners to give them skill sets, but we also have to be priced right as well. Right. Otherwise, you, in today's market, it's a challenge. So. Right.
1: Chris, I'm, I'm glad we finally were able to get yeah. them on. You know, it's a shame is, we've been this long. I blame it's, you again. Yeah, it's this totally is all your fault. Yeah. Because I love MSI, as you can yeah, see. Yeah, well, I know you love MSI. <laughs> your, your office is decked out in MSI stuff, which is nice because you, you get a lot of visitors. You yeah, have I have a lot of that, visitors. I, I told Chad when I, great, when I got this
3: yeah. office, I said, you bring me anything you that's got right. that looks cool my It's a and great conversational office, piece. Reporters come in my office all the time, and I want them to see the amazing stuff here. And, and it's turned into some stories. That's right. People have come in here and said, where does that come
1: from? Other than that Central Michigan thing you have well, said yeah. right there. Well, but, everything um,
3: here is central. It's amazing how much Central Michigan stuff you guys can make. I really appreciate
1: that. No, but seriously, Chris and Chad, we really appreciate you coming on, number one, but we really appreciate what you're doing with MSI and and, you know and being creative and innovative and really giving offenders some skills to leave with you know they're not just coming in there punching a clock they're actually learning like soft skills and they're learning manufacturing skills and learning how to be at work every day and stay at work every day and show up and you you guys are making a difference clearly making a difference and we appreciate you very much and we thank you for coming up field days and talking about it
0: well, I appreciate that I appreciate you having us but it's not so much Chad and I that are making a difference it's our it's our staff that work at industries that make the difference these guys that are out there every day you know one thing I'd like to mention before we before we uh, close down is we have a vision in industries and that vision on a, on a high level is industries in Michigan should be producing the automotive worker of tomorrow and that's where we're going to work towards so,
3: that's great, and as we go along, we should definitely have you back to talk more about that and then how that comes to be, because that's I, we've talked about that before, and I think it's really impressive, uh, high gold, high gold hit, but it's, it's really important, and I think if anybody can do it, you guys can. I appreciate
2: that. Thanks for having us.
1: Well, Chris, that's a, you know it's always interesting to have you know different aspects of the department on it. MSI is, is definitely you know one of those things where I'm sure people hear about MSI and know that prisoners make things, but. You know, to get an in-depth conversation with the guys who are running it and get a better understanding is—I is, is, think it's good for everybody to hear—to fully understand what MSI does. They do—they do quite a bit, right?
3: Yeah, like we said, they do amazing stuff, and I love showing it off. And I'm always impressed by not only what they—they they make, what they teach the prisoners, but by what constant new things that they're coming up with and you know chris's vision to, to train the the automotive uh, worker of tomorrow i think is a really a really cool idea and i'm excited to see where they take that because i think it can bear a lot of really good fruit
1: yeah and you know uh it's cold outside right and uh when it's cold outside you know what that means right we there, there's there's large bodies of water in michigan and people jump in them it seems cold but it's for a very very good cause right and uh, it's for Special Olympics and in the Law Enforcement Torch Run, they held their annual kickoff conference. It was up in the UP this year, and I know we had many, many staff that attended. There's a bridge run. It's, I think it's an international international bridge run. Not sure what bridge it was, but it, I'm sure it's between Canada and the UP. I'm, I'm
3: guessing if it's international, right? Is that all yeah, right? I would, I would. There's a few choices. Is that there. your guess? Yeah. It's okay. okay. Yeah.
1: But yeah, we had, we had quite a few staff that are involved in not only the conference but that run. So you know, kudos to everybody. Who you know involves himself? I know Grand Rapids and Probation do a heck of a job raising money for this great cause, and they and they will again this year. And you know we won quite a few awards at this conference, Chris. I saw on social media um, that we won the Diamond Award again. We yeah, for
3: raising over five hundred or fifty thousand dollars for Special Olympics in twenty eighteen. That's yeah, yeah. MDOC and Special Olympics uh, really go hand in hand. They they do so much. To, to promote that and to raise money, and it's a, it, I love seeing how how involved all of our staff are throughout the year. We've got some really dedicated staff from around the state that have come together for this
1: great cause. I mean, it's, yeah. it's just awesome. It's awesome. So, yeah, kudos everybody who who uh, you know who who raise money, who get involved, people who went up to the UP this week in the freezing cold, or last week I should say in the freezing cold, and mm-hmm. for those who ran, uh, even even more kudos because it was.
3: And for all those who are about to jump. Yeah, And some of which we've already had. We had a couple at uh, Clark Lake uh, just recently where mm-hmm. we had some staff I know from Adrian and from some other facilities that uh, that jumped at, at the uh, Clark Lake Polar Plunge. And so we're going to definitely have more of those. And so yeah. excited to see.
1: And, you know, last week when they went up to this conference and ran, and it was probably 40 below zero in, in Michigan. and um,
3: So much so that uh, we were deemed not essential
1: <laughs> Well, we, we know you are not <laughs> essential, Chris. Um, but you're right. You know, it, the, the government was closed down for not essential staff. And you know, I, I noticed you, you, put a, you put a very nice tweet out. Why don't you talk about that a little bit?
3: Well, I, I think it's always important to note whenever we have, I think my first year starting here, we started putting that on social media, the fact that when it's Thanksgiving or Christmas, um, everybody else is, is at home with their families, but not. it's not the same for our corrections officers and, and our, our line staff that are there and all of our prisons that are that are doing the hard work uh, ARU is still out there you know looking for people too I mean it's not just not just officers but but by and large I want I always want people to remember that when they're off we still have corrections officers that are always on the job, doing the hard work, manning their posts, and even in 30 degree below weather, mm. they're out there making sure that uh, everybody's where they're supposed to be and everybody's staying safe. And so I'm just very appreciative of our staff who were deemed essential that had to be uh, out of the facilities, and not just the officers, but also the maintenance staff who had to be out there to make sure that the heat and plumbing and everything was working. That's and right. I mean,
1: it was an emergency. You know, they had, they had
3: to. Yeah, we had to we had to operationally uh, change some of our That's things. Right. You know, when Governor Whitmer and uh, Patty Poppy, the CEO of Consumer Energy came on uh, on Wednesday night, and asked everybody to turn down their thermostats.
1: It wasn't just residential people. <laughs> it no, was our prisons. It, too. it
3: was it was the prisons. It was all of the major manufacturers: GM, Ford, Chevy. Uh, you know, they were they were all uh, asked to turn down their temperatures. Uh, we did as well in some of our uh, some of our buildings to bring that down because we are a big user of energy. Uh, so we played a big part in that as well. So yeah, it was all hands on deck to uh, to help that so that everybody could maintain the heat throughout uh, that last week. That was uh, incredibly cold. Yeah, so. so that was that was one shutdown uh, that I wanted to mention. Okay. You know, we, we talked about that, but there's a second shutdown that, that didn't affect us, but we had uh, a role to play in that. That I think uh, is a really good story, a positive story. You'll see more about it in next month's newsletter, and hopefully in a couple of news outlets that I can uh, convince to to write about this because I think it's really special. When the federal government shut down, we had obviously we don't have any role in that, even though I'm sure maybe you know your family as well as mine. Some people ask me, like, mm-hmm. are you, are you going to, is this affect you? Like, no, it's state and federal different. But uh, we do have a connection with the federal prison in Milan in that, you know, we, there's a, there's a brotherhood there that, you know, we look out for our, our people, our staff who. The corrections family. Yeah. It's they're in the that Crouches line of work. The family, yeah. And so Warden Davids at ICF had this really great idea. That they, he wanted to raise money to to help those workers because at the time we didn't know when they were going to get another check. They had gone you know two pay periods without without getting a check, and for a lot of people that that's you know catastrophic for them. So I, I was listening, to, I was watching my emails one night. And he asked all the wardens and said, hey, I'd like to donate some money to help out these employees. We've, there's about 200 or so employees at this prison, and I want to you know, get them some Meyer gift cards or some Walmart gift cards. And anybody that wants to chip in, let me know. And my phone didn't stop buzzing all night. E- every warden in the whole state was like, count our facility in, count us and we're in, we're in. Let us know what, how we can help. And over the course of about a week or so, Warden Davids, his idea turned into more than $14,000 in donations that he dropped off on Friday to the facility. And at the Milan Federal Prison, they're going to be uh, handing out those gift cards uh, through their employee club. And, and so I'm, I'm sure that, uh, the, that the employees there at the federal prison Are very appreciative of that because I'm not sure, everybody's on a different schedule on the federal system, so even though now the federal shutdown is over, it's possible that some individuals still Still haven't gotten their checks, and so this could be a real lifeline for them. And I think it really speaks a lot to the the connection, and like you said, the, the, the... the corrections family and that mentality that goes through. Even if you're not working in the same facility, you know how tough that job is and you know what's involved in it. It was really, really great to see Warden David step up and had just an amazing idea and to see it come to fruition with more than $14,000 in donations from across the state. Yeah, that is, that is Transportation amazing. folks were bringing donations down from, from down in the UP and bringing them all over to, to the Warden. People were buying gift cards and he dropped them off on Friday and it was just a really special special uh, thing for him to do and real uh, kudos and a big shout out to him for coming up with that and and for uh, putting that all together
1: yeah and on a national level you know asca asca had a gofundme page which is which is wonderful too so yeah that's you know our our staff are always the first to jump into anything head-on you know it's they'll jump into helping people which is which is awesome and yeah, kudos to all the staff who who gave money for that so what else you got chris anything else We're we're gonna wrap this up
3: I think we should wrap it up. I think that was a pretty good week after uh, my first day in the office uh, of, of this week, so a little unusual. So we got a lot to catch up on, so we're going to get back to work. We'll talk to you guys uh, next week and have another great episode of the Field Days Podcast. All right, as always, thank you for listening. We'd love it if you would help us spread the word about the podcast. You can do that by subscribing to the show on iTunes and leave us a review.
1: You can always follow the department on Facebook at MI Corrections and on Twitter at Michigan DOC, as well as the FOA account at MDOC FOA and the CFA account at MDOC CFA. And you can send any questions you have to the show using the hashtag AskFieldDays. Until next time, thanks for tuning in to Field Days Podcast.